Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, Neon, Helium, Xenon, Krypton. Transform and roll out. Mondo Neon Show. I'm with Alex Perry from Right Way Science. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Alex, yeah, I've just discovered you guys on um, on Instagram. Just very uh, eclectic group of, of work you guys have and, and paintings over you know, the course of different projects, um, sign painting neon and, you know, in the, uh, in Chicago. So throughout this kind of entire university you guys are in for as signs goes, um, how did the, uh, how did the company get started? Yeah. So we, uh, my dad's, uh, my dad chess is, uh, has been a sign painter since the early 1970s. And he, um, went to a school that specialized in sign painting design and commercial art. And he, after he graduated, uh, the program was about three years uh, long. And after he graduated, he went to uh, work at a few different sign shops and um, throughout the Chicagoland area. And he ended up in one, in one um, pretty much because my, my parents at that time were, uh, uh, you know, close to getting married. So he wanted to be a little bit closer to where she was living uh, in Evanston, Illinois, which is uh, the first suburb uh, just north of Chicago. And uh, he found a company called Brownie Signs. Um, the, the name of that company uh, was the nickname of the owner. I guess you could say it was, his, it was actually his nickname in the war. And uh, when he got out of the war, he started that company. And uh, yeah, my dad, uh, joined him as a you know part-time employee, and the next thing he knew, six months later, he was being offered the business, uh, you know, to buy it. Uh, I guess it, you know everything everything in life and everything, uh, and, and especially the sign business, uh, can be uh, all about timing. And so his timing was right on. Uh, I think he bought it for fifty thousand dollars back in 1980, uh, which was, was probably a decent sum back then uh, to buy a business like that, and. Um, so yeah, so from 1980 through 2012, um, he had his own business. Um, from about 2005 to 2012, uh, there was a business partner, so he, he wasn't a full owner of that company anymore, but there was this opportunity for him to transition out. And um, I, I started right way as a, um, a, a kind of a retirement project for him. I mean, at that time he was about 62 years old. Mm -hmm. So I was just trying to get him to, you know, 62 is still young, but I just wanted him to keep things going and get back into sign painting because I should have mentioned that sign painting took a nosedive uh, in the early 1990s and it didn't really recover until, um, you know, I would say 2010, 2011 is when it started to come back. Um, as something that was uh, desirable, you know, from the, um, whether it was a business, a small business, a big corporation, or even residential projects, um, it wasn't looked at as something that uh, uh, people were very interested in. They, they liked the computer-made signage uh, that, you know, you, you still see it everywhere today, but back then it was 99% of signs were made by computer. And, um, so yeah, so we, we started it right away in 2012 and um, I had a full-time job. So it was a nights and weekend thing, uh, weekend project for me to help him out with a lot of things, managing the business, 
you know, doing the marketing, doing the accounting. And after a while, it really started to take a toll on me where I was working two jobs, you know, 20 hours a day. Um, You know, I was married in 2005. So um, starting in 2012, I wasn't home as much on on nights and weekends anymore. And um, made the decision to, um, you know, by that time we had hired some, I would say by 2014, we had hired about three employees. So I decided to take, you know, right way on as a full-time uh, career and um, passion project and anything you want to say about, you know, being a business owner and entrepreneur. Uh, but I lived and breathed it, you know, uh, from the moment I, I took it over uh, full-time. So, so yeah, it, you know, a lot of our marketing says since 1980, um, I, I feel the, the old company that we had went out of business, um, our, our former business partner, um, it just didn't work out and, and she closed shop last year. Uh, mm-hmm. but I felt like, you know, my dad purchased it in 1980. Um, that was really truly when he got his start. And I think a lot of those things can be misleading when you see something like a restaurant that says established 2019. Well, what if the chef has been, you know, uh, you know, maybe not a well-known chef, but he's does amazing, um, you know, dishes and, and, you know, puts just amazing recipes together. Um, you know, saying established 2019 is a little misleading because he or she could have been doing it for the last 40 or 50 years. And when you walk into that restaurant, you know, you're going to have uh, most likely an amazing experience, but you see established 2019, you might think, well, this place hasn't been around very long and maybe the food's not that great. Uh, so I kind of felt the same way about, you know, labeling our business as established 2012, because you, you, when it comes to signage or anything that's made by machine or hand, you want to know that there's experience behind it. So um, I truly, I, I really felt that the business, you know, the moment he bought uh, Brownie signs in 1980, um, it just, he just kept going. There was momentum and, you know, unfortunately sign painting went away for a little bit, but he kept going, uh, you know, he never gave up. And so, uh, yeah, here we are today where, um, you know, around 12 employees. We're, we're a small company in that scale. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we, we're busy. We're, we're working six, seven days a week and uh, um, keeping that craft alive. And also, you know, we do a lot of neon and other types of signage. So that's really uh, uh, makes every day a little bit more interesting. Yeah, what I love about that story is that, you know, even when you said it, it is sort of like a timestamp, but for decades, I mean, you know, your father had been taking on these this hand lettering craft um it's indispensable i think that there's a lot of parallels with you know and that's kind of why i wanted to you know obviously have you on the show but the design yeah. trait itself the prevailing taste something new something old there's like this weird nostalgia kick that people kind of get on and they're like oh it's so cool that like you know <laughs> like neon's about to die and now it's been resurrected i mean that's kind of happened multiple times and i think you know it's kind of interesting like if you can manage and kind of get through that wave of people kind of being all downtrodden about something being made by hand and want something by a computer. Um, you know, commercial arts saw its faithful demise as well. You know, there was a lot of skills and people that lost their jobs when, you know, the market turned downward. And I think that there's a lot of proud people that have either neon or sound painting as a collection of their brand. And I think the way you yeah. display right way signs, like I immediately got it. I understood um, the language that you were trying to make or create, you know, as eye catching sign painting is, 
it's this treatment of, you know, if you're going to go through those tough times, you want people to understand that obviously there's a name, uh, a significance around it. It's not just mass produced. And I think in the back of the day, I think there was really good brands. So I like the, I guess you could say the packaging around the product, you know, it includes a lot of different elements of sign making too. Um, you know, you guys are doing kind of a combination of things. Is it hard to juggle all that kind of going on at the same time? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I think something I talk about with, um, staff, uh, kind of as a therapy session, just to make them make everyone feel like they're not going crazy. Uh, I, I talk with a lot of people in the sign industry locally and from across the country and, you know, I might originally call them to see if they've got any interest in working on a project uh, with us, maybe something that's too far away, but, you know, we're going to work on the design and then, and then hand the rest off to them. And we'll, we'll get into this discussion about um, client expectations and um, all of the, you know, different things that we assign, you know, owners and businesses do. Um, there's just a lot of moving, and, and, and I'm sure you know this very well, there's just a lot of moving pieces to this business. And, um, you know, it's really taking the design whether whether we have done it or there's a designer or just a sketch on a piece of paper and we make it into a tangible object that is going to communicate some kind of message, right? And I think um, the, the juggling part comes from um, walking in each day going, okay, we have a mural project uh, in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, I got to try to get another person to, and this is all uh, kind of real, this is going on this week, Mm -hmm. um, I got to get another person to Louisiana for a project. We got a project with a big coffee company in uh, at Northern Illinois uh, University, and then on top of that, we've got 20 installs and and <laughs> you know and and the, the juggling part comes from uh, just making all of it just kind of happen and um, and hoping everything else goes well. Like the weather is going to be okay if it's an exterior project. Um, machines aren't going to break down. People aren't going to call in sick. Uh, clients uh, all of a sudden are telling you something like the mayor of Chicago is going to be at the grand opening on Thursday and it's calling for rain Tuesday and Wednesday. Now you're trying to figure out how you're going to get this sign done or communicate to them that, uh, um, you know, that maybe we should wait a week and unfortunately you might not have your sign, you know, so you're, you're kind of uh, um, breaking those expectations. So uh, it's a lot. I, I mean, I, I've worked in a lot of different areas over the last um, 20 years, not just in the sign industry. And I would say this is, this is a tough business. And once you start adding layers saying, you know, we're going to not only do sign painting, we're going to do digital graphics, you know, vinyl graphics, we're going to do channel letters, neon, uh, pylon signs. Um, I, I, when I talk to my staff about this, I, I try to explain to them. I want to, I kind of not doing my job if I don't push us a little bit. Right. There's definitely times when we step back after a project and it's, I'll admit uh, I went a little too far with that one. You know, I, I maybe it was too big of a project or it was too far away or we should have walked away when we realized that the client was going to be difficult, you know? And, um, you know, they shake their head and say, it's okay. But I'm sometimes wondering if it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but you know, I just, the other, the other part of that too, is that, um, 
when you're kind of pigeonholed into one particular sign type, um, I, I think it, it, there's opportunities that can be missed. And, um, you know, looking back on this now, I'm, I'm, I told my wife, I have four young kids um, and uh, they're all under the age of five. And so we've got, um, you know, I've got a lot of work to do to make sure that they can go to college in the next uh, 15, 18 years. But um, I, I tell my wife, I'm in way too deep now. You know, we've made way too much, in, too many investments, not just, not just equipment and people and, and space and building the brand, but uh, time as well. You know, I mean, I've put a good 12 hours uh, into this business almost every day for the last uh, um, five years now, since I left my last job. Um, so, but I wanted, I want, what I wanted to do was set the company up for future success. Um, if anything were to happen, if sign painting all of a sudden didn't, wasn't as popular as it used to be, or, you know, I'm not sure if you think about this on the neon front, but neon is definitely in a huge resurgence right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but what, what if all of a sudden the government were to just say one day, you know, you, we can't use these, uh, you know, materials and chemicals anymore to make neon, they're illegal. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to stop the sale of it. And all of a sudden all neon vendors are kind of scratching their heads, trying to figure out how uh, they're going to make this stuff come to life. And then right. enter, in, enter bendable led, which I don't, I don't mind, but it definitely doesn't work in every, and definitely does not work in every project. Um, What's interesting so, you bring that up because, you know, I see a lot of parallels when you were talking about the advent of vinyl in the seventies. Um, a lot yeah. of people sort of scratch, neon makers scratch their head and some have either um, paralleled that air, that, you know, that area of, of sign making, but um, you know, sort of like these tricky experiences, like where do you draw the line? Um, I think, you know, you brought up an interesting point, which was, you know, you're trying to uh, obviously set this sort of success ladder Um, in thesis, you know, it obviously matters. I think, you know, the person who uh, obviously overcommits and doesn't have, you know, obviously multiple portfolios um, can only draw from so many places. But I think, you know, the significance of this is that, you know, you're doing kind of a lot of different things that are, uh, obviously all of them are kind of in the same sort of sign making world, but they all come from different places. And that's kind of why, um, you know, I like the fact that you're not romantic about one or the other. Uh, when I look at a lot of different work, that's obviously guys are doing, um, sort of just saying, well, what, what could we, what could we possibly do and how could we incorporate these elements to sort of make the client go about their day happy, you know? And, uh, and that's ultimately what it is. I mean, when you're in, that sign culture, that sign process, you're, you're working with another person or an organization, you know, you're having to build materials in ways that they haven't thought of before, or maybe imagine in a different lightness and, you know, and want to see it do this thing. And you're kind of having to obviously draw them back in or fascinate them with something else that they haven't noticed before. So I think it's that combination of, you know, creative meets entrepreneur, you know, that makes me excited about sign making. I think there's a lot of strong um, lessons in that and uh, you're right I mean it doesn't necessarily mean that you know everything's going to come out all the right way and all the time but you you kind of have um, multiple you know you, you've diversified you know right you have diversified yeah. the channels so that's cool um, oh yeah 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 absolutely with the, with the direction that you're in now you know especially with the 
I guess recent as like the eighties with the storefronts and the murals and, um, you know, banners and, and all those billboards, everything that we kind of recognize as being like old is kind of back again. Do, you know, do you get overrun with different ideas? You know, people come in for the same, you know, how do you, um, I guess you could say, you know, with, with ushering and the different uh, inkjet printers, I mean, how technical do things get, get for you guys? You know, cause I, I see some really cool old school stuff where it's like literally scaffolding paint and you guys are just going at it. I mean, there's some really impressive work on your Instagram. Yeah. And, and thank you. And, and that, you know, I mean, well, when it, when it comes to painting, I mean, <laughs> there was, there was a time when we, um, I mean, not long ago, we would, we would pounce. So for the listeners that, you know, I always use this for clients, I'll say we, we pounce our patterns. Um, so for the listeners that don't know what that means, it's basically a process where you're taking, you know, like a, um, we would use this roller that had these sharp, you know, like kind of like spurs on the back of cowboy boots. And we would print out the pattern on our printer. And then we would basically trace those lines with the pounce wheel. And, um, you know, there was this, there's this, uh, you know, kind of quote unquote romantic part of sign making that, uh, you know, if you're filming a, a little short, how do you make, how do you sign paint? How do you, how does the process work? You know, we would show that and, and people would be like, wow, you do everything by hand. Um, but as you build it into a business, uh, we were just talking about this this morning in our staff meeting. If there was a, a sign painter, you know, someone that did murals or sign painting, they just, they just wanted to do one project a week and maybe it was big, maybe it was small, whatever. Um, that's one thing, right? I mean, you, you can really kind of just uh, create your own world and, and do things the way you want to do them. But when you, now all of a sudden, I mean, we did over 1,100 sign painting projects last year. Wow. Um, and, and I had to double check that because that number did not seem right to me. But I, I definitely went through our invoicing program and, you know, and, and we did. And I tried to figure out how we did it. And really, you have to incorporate technology into it. Otherwise, and you also have to have a great team. You know, I mean, we have a, a an amazing team in our company that um, that, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes work that. I think, especially when we have a lot of young sign painters today that are people that want to be a sign painter, they think they can just quit their job and get a, um, you know, some paint and some brushes and then go try to find the work. Um, there's a lot more that goes into it, right? And so, um, so to, to really answer that question is, is, you know, there is more technology involved in sign painting uh, today than obviously there was in the, you know, 1970s 1980s and before way before you know when sign painting was the only thing around um and i think i think my dad who is just kind of this traditional sign painter has kind of uh enjoyed uh you know the, the sign painting part sometimes can be difficult the project he's on right now he's having challenges with uh, uh how to position our lift truck you know i mean there's uh there's always gonna be there's always gonna be these little challenges that we don't post about on social media um, but I mean, when it comes down to it, um, technology plays a huge role in what we're doing today. And, um, you know, the traditional sign painters, even some of the ones that are still maybe practicing that are, you know, in their seventies, eighties, maybe even nineties, um, you know, kind of say they, they don't care for the technology part, but, uh, for us, it's the only way we can keep moving forward because if we go back, revert back to doing things every single part by hand, uh, we're not going to get anything done. And it's it's not going to become a business. It's just going to become a um, a hobby or something that, you know, like I said, my dad 
maybe he can actually go into that retirement project phase of his life. Um, mm. But on uh, the other parts of the business, we've, we've invested in a lot of technology that make, you know, we have a CNC machine that routes out and, and carves signs um, uh, so that we can maybe add gold leaf to it, you know, kind of with, uh, that's some of the cooler parts of the business that I would like to do more projects like that. You know, I mean, these, these old fashioned signs you see above storefronts with gold leaf. I want to do more of those because then there's again, that technology and that handmade aspect to it. Um, we're doing more channel letters. That's actually become more of like the bread and butter of the business. Um, I don't always like doing the channel letters, but once in a while we get to do a project that has an open face, uh, you know, neon or it's got marquee bulbs. So it still has that vintage feel to it. Um, but you know, over the last few years, we've, We've learned to, to meet expenses and payroll. We got to take on projects we're not always super excited about. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, businesses need their signs and, and we want to help them as much as we can. So, um, and then uh, we have a bunch of printers and uh, vinyl plotters as well. And um, we don't want to do as much digital printing for clients like wallpaper and wall wraps and stuff like that. Uh, we want to have it as more of a tool for the other signs we're making in-house. So for example, I don't know if you watched that video we did on the Hotel Lincoln um, mural, but- Yeah, it's uh, incredible. I, I did see it, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, thank you. And so we did, um, we had to do pretty large prints for my dad and Randy, who were the two painters on that project um, to really kind of lay out, you know, how they were gonna go about it. Now that's something, of course, we could have gone, you know, gone to any, print shop and probably have them do, but that stuff adds up after a while. I mean, it, it, it really, uh, you'd be surprised if you haven't got anything printed at one of those shops in the last few years. I mean, they can charge up to a hundred bucks for one print. So the machines aren't that expensive, but uh, you know, it, it, in the end it's worth it. We can also use it to make stuff for signs we're making in-house to install in a building. Um, so there's, you know, I would say over the last, seven years since we opened um this this company we we have experimented with some things there was moments where i wanted to rip my hair out on neon um <laughs> but i i learned how to power through it and and you know just accept that and and, and warn people in chicago that weather it, uh, is not very kind to neon sometimes and uh, uh as long as they know that up front <laughs> Well, Windy City, I mean, you know, just the rain, snow, cold, uh, you know, the neon when it dims in the, in the, the you know, below, mm -hmm. 20 below zero. Um, but of course, the neon always goes out with our, our signs at the worst possible moment. Like uh, uh, President, President Obama was visiting one of the restaurants we did. Um, I think this was before he left office. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, the neon went out a few hours before. And uh <laughs> And to be honest, there was actually nothing we could do about it because, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, yeah. the Secret Service was already in place and a big lift truck pulling up to fix it was probably not a, yeah. a very... Yeah, uh, I don't think, I don't think they welcome, welcome you guys super all that much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so technology is playing a huge role in our success right now. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you talked about this. I did look up a little bit about it. You know, this hand-painted mural of President Lincoln, just to kind of give listeners a little bit of perspective of what we're talking about. It's eight stories high. So this is, you know, right. it's, it's, you know, it's not some small project. And it start you know, the average temperature there obviously is you know, 30 degrees. And this thing is yeah. 10 gallons of paint over five weeks. 
I mean, that's just dedication. Yeah. I think it's a scale of, I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible work and it's not only just, you know, great to look at, but it's a great story. You know, when you look at the video, you start to kind of realize, okay, it's about communication. You get this historical figure, you get this unique place in time and you've got years of practice. So it's not a trick of the trade. I mean, these are really designed fundamentals learned by professionals over a long period of time. And when you look at work like that, I think, you know, people kind of get caught. They're like, Oh, isn't that really cool how they print, printed that on the building. But that's why I'm always trying to inspire people to make more video content because you know, you look, you look at it and you, you, you do realize, okay, yeah, wow, this was something that, you know, happened to be done by hand and, you know, where you can say all these different things ha kind of came together all at once to make this really cool uh, project take place. So yeah, I, I really think yeah. it's a, a great, a great piece. Yeah, no, no, thank you. And, and we, we, um, I, I agree hundred percent with you. I think that that's, that's, uh, you know, how I talked a little earlier about timing. Um, when, when I, uh, I want to say 2002, 2003, I, uh, left my job at that time to help my dad out, um, bring his old company back into the future. I'm sorry, bring it into the future. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, uh, you know, it, it, the internet, I mean, I think we still had uh, at that time dial up. So you didn't have, you know, broadband speeds. You didn't have uh, a WordPress, I don't think was in existence. Or if it was, it was, uh, you know, a little bit harder to use. Um, and a lot of the marketing tools and the social media didn't exist, of course. So I, I think that, you know, back then, me trying to tell a story through all those channels, through social media, through the website, um, and even video content uh, was was filmed a lot differently back then. Um, I, I, it, it was harder to tell a story. And, and I think one of the pieces of our success, and I was looking at your website uh, a little bit earlier, and you guys did a great job on that site. Um, I don't think enough people in the sign industry, I don't think enough people in the business world um, especially smaller companies understand the value behind that. And, um, you know, I, I think it's, you know, people have asked me what, what's the trick to our, our Instagram. And I just, I mean, I'm just not, I'm just trying to just tell a story and I'm not trying to go overboard, um, you know, with thank yous and with, um, you know, telling the world how great this, this business or this client, I mean, they're all great. But I, I think that that kind of wears people thin a little bit. It's just like, no, you know, people, this is just, again, my opinion about social media is that mm -hmm. I think people want to see the story. They want to see the people behind it. Um, I have actually done a terrible job of telling the story of all the other people that work for us. Um, I sometimes feel like they actually don't want us to tell the story. So I kind of leave it alone. But, you know, my dad really had no choice when I came into it and we kind of came into this as partners in that sense is that, hey, just let me run the business and marketing side you, you, you handle the sign part and this will, you know, this will hopefully work. And, um, when I started getting into the video part, um, I realized that I could, I could do okay videos, but it was when I, uh, hired, um, a, a, a local company that was, uh, friends of another business that we work with, um, got, they just do incredible work. And that has helped us over the last couple of years, really tell our story even better. And so it complements hopefully the photography that, you know, we have a professional photographer doing a lot of our photos. Um, we've invested heavily into our website. Um, 
you know, around, I would say around $30,000, which for a small business, that's a, that's a big price tag, but I don't, I don't think people understand the value of having a good website and it could actually end up winning or losing you a, a, a big contract. And, um, and, uh, so yeah, so anyway, so it's, it's, it's all about, it's all about timing. And, yeah. um, I used and to, well, story. I think people too, I mean, they kind of openly sneer, I think early sign makers when they kind of saw the, the kind of the internet, not even its mature phase and we're still really not there yet. I think when people kind of look at Instagram and they kind of, you know, social media, they say, well, you know, it's, it's all full. It's all over for me. I don't really know how to post. I kind of scratch my head. I think, you know, everyone has obviously a smartphone at this point. And if you don't, that's okay. But a lot of people have the ability to share and the inspiration that's behind all these techniques is right in front of them. You know, all they do is yeah. turn their phone on and you've got people like Colossal Media in New York, um, you know, Golden West Signs in California. There's a lot of companies out there that have amazing artists and they're regularly outside doing sign work. You know, a lot of new customers do reach out to people in a lot of different ways. And, uh, and I mean, yeah, it's, it's changed, it's changed the sign industry dramatically. I think for the better, it's in a sense revived a lot of these, um, ways of making, you know, sign making and, uh, because it's now noticeable, you know, the difference between back then and now was, I always tell people was that you'd, you'd have your local sign friends and they'd all be hopefully nearby. And maybe the few people you did, you know, sort of associate with, um, knew someone down the road and occasionally they might show up at some event and you might get lucky and, you know, say hello. <laughs> I mean, that's the yeah. extent of where we were. Um, and I just don't understand why people want that. I think, you know, you've got to understand how connected people are now, for instance, like globally, or even just, you know, creatively, someone else can just say, Hey, I like how this was created. Let me, you know, reach out to people. And I think that's the benefit of at least the sign painters that I've seen is that they've really done a, a pretty great job of, of layering on what they do with whatever else they're able to, you know, attach themselves with, whether it's another artist or a collaboration. Um, you know, the quickest way to, I think more work is just putting yourself in, uh, in place to, to be noticed, you know, and it's kind of what you just said, you know, you're just borrowing from. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and one of the things I think it's taken me a long time, uh, 20, 20 or so years to realize is that, um, we, 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 we just purchased a home. I shouldn't say just, but a year ago we purchased a home in the suburbs. So we were living in the city of Chicago and, and we, uh, my, my family and I discovered, you know, that the school system would be a little bit more challenging. So we, we moved to the suburbs and, um, after we bought our house, there was a handful of things we needed to do to it, to, to bring it up to the 21st century. And, uh, what we quickly realized is, how unreliable contractors can be. And it, it actually, it, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit more to the customer experience, right? Cause you know, I, I'd always heard uh, people would call us and say, I was working with this sign contractor. We gave him 50% down this, this happened a few weeks ago. And they said they just disappeared with our money. Um, or this sign company is not calling me back, you know, uh, we paid 100% down and we don't know what to do. And what, what I've realized is that there's still, it doesn't matter what business it is. It could be the sign industry. It could be, you know, um, uh, you know, masonry work, whatever it may be. 
there's always going to be a handful of, of bad apples, you know, um, bad players in that market. And I, I, I especially realized it in our industry where um, they might not even be bad players. They might just have communication issues or short staffed. I mean, we've all go, gone through this, right? They're mm-hmm. just a bad moment in time where everyone's sick. You're the only person there and the phone's ringing off the hook. So, you know, stuff happens, but, um, what I've realized is that we want to strive to be not, not only the, you know, the best that we can be in our business, especially in our area, but we also want to be, um, very customer focused. And that's something we're always trying to improve on. And, and again, like everyone else, like every other business, we have our days, trust me, that are not great. But, um, what I, what I really realized is that the contractors that are charging more are typically, um, you know, 80% of the time going to be more, more receptive, more, uh, or better with their communication and, uh, uh, give you as a customer a better experience. So, you know, I, I, I try to not focus on price all the time and try to be competitive or the lowest because, um, you know, we're not going to win every job. And I, I would rather make sure that the cash is there to have the right people and technology and uh, fleet, you know, in, in place so we can do the job properly and not just always focus on price. And it took me 20 years to get there because I think our businesses, um, especially um, in, in, in neon, it's very competitive. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't, th- you know, I think there comes a point where I'd rather have a hundred jobs that are, you know, well-paying jobs throughout the year than a thousand jobs that are, um, you know, cheaper and maybe the cheapest in the, in the area, but then we're going crazy. And so, um, you know, I, 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 my point is, is I guess, you know, our industry is just extremely interesting. I, I, I try to figure out sometimes why um, people, I've met many people over the years that have bought a signed franchise and I asked them what their background was. And they said, well, I used to be a, a chef at a restaurant down the street and, and I, you know, made a lot of money and I wanted to do something new. And I thought, why this business? You know, I mean, there, there is going back to your, there's something great about the creative process and sign making. Um, but I've met a lot of very non-creative people that own sign companies. And I try to figure out what makes them tick every day. Right. Because for me, I'm trying to figure out how to bring more value to our clients. I'm trying to figure out how can I take that boring square rectangular, you know, light box and how can we make something that's uh, got more shape to it? It's got more character and in, in the end is going to help you drive more business through the door. Um, and that's actually a, a project we're working on right now for a liquor store um, in the um, Bucktown neighborhood of Chicago. Um, it, that sign does not, the sign they have up there does not fit um, there. Um, and I'm happy to share, you know, if, if, you, if you post this on your website, I can share the uh, before and what the design looks like. Um, yeah, but it's going to really help this guy who just bought this liquor store a few years ago drive way more business through his door because it looks more approachable um, and fun, right? Instead of uh, something, a sign that was designed 20, 30 years ago when the neighborhood was much different. So, um, but that's what keeps me going every day is just trying to help people solve their problems or, or help them make more money or communicate a message. And I just have never really understood um, someone that just gets into it basically for the money. I hear what you're saying. I think, you know, being 
nice is, is the most important ROI. You know, the truth is that you can have the greatest, you know, staff or tools or sign making ability. But I, I usually see what works the best, especially when a lot of care has been taken and involved. If something happens, yeah. you know, nothing's really lost. At the end of the day, obviously you, you don't want to be, you know, at a distance, you want to be able to deliver, but um, but just, you know, the negativity around that is just, yeah, you need to be able to communicate on the conversation of, you know, what's what's helpful. Um, and I like what you said, you know, you are trying to help people and their business. And the ideology behind that is just, the characteristic is just simple. It's just being nice to people, you know, running off with something else that obviously didn't belong to you or stuff like that. Obviously that will cut into your bottom line, but that debate of, you know, how can you say yes to everything too, you know, virtually not everything is going to be game. And so one thing I always tell people is that, you know, make up for anything that's lost is just, you know, what are you looking for? And if you break into that and, you know, you see, you know, Hey, look, I've gotten this much farther into my goal. Well then that's the right move, you know, given that yeah. everybody has, you know, a different path. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you guys have really built a great, um, you know, group. And I think, you know, communication on different levels, um, is really what the, that I've taken away from what you just said. I think it's a great point, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Where you, uh, I guess with the, um, the sign making, you know, what really is interesting is that, you know, uh, everything from, you know, high corporate businesses to small businesses, you know, it really, even in neon, it, it just realized it really parallels every strata of society. Like in, in this, I think the skill set that's involved in sign making in neon or whatever sign you make has really become, you know, valued once again. I think that, um, that's interesting to see something like that happen. I think it's because, um, you know, there's a lot more information that's, that's out there, you know, like people like you guys are putting together a lot of really good content and, uh, you know, executing on people's vision. Has that been kind of your motto from day one or has it kind of grown from, like you said, just kind of a slow build? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I, I think there's, we're, we're all kind of inspired, um, the designers in us, right, are inspired by what other people are doing past and, and present. And, uh, um, you know, day one, uh, the, the best way to kind of explain it is my, my dad, uh, back in the uh, 80s and 90s, uh, would never left his shop, um, where today, you know, he's going to be gone the next uh, eight of 10 days, you know, traveling across the country doing these projects, people used to come to him and they would say, Hey, I want, you know, this is what I want my sign to say. I don't have a logo, make something up. And he would just do it on the fly. Right. And, and then they'd come pick it up or they'd take a look at it and say, this is great. And they'd leave. And, and now there's just much, there's a lot more involved in that design process and that creative process. And uh, so I think we've evolved into um, the sign makers we are today. And it was never really the plan. It was never really the plan to be anyone else except my dad. Um, that was the, you know, the goal as much as, as much as we love him, uh, we just did not want him living in our basement. So <laughs> the goal was to have him, you know, have something that he could make money on. Uh, I mean, obviously he could, you know, collect social security and do all that stuff, but you know, we wanted him to do something that, that kept him busy. I mean, he still plays hockey a few times a week. Um, so he's physically um, staying, you know, active. But mentally, we wanted him to to keep doing the things that he loved, which is sign painting and artwork. 
So this was never supposed to happen. This was not a part of the plan. Um, but I, I think that we, we've, uh, we evolve every day a little bit more into a design agency that specializes in signage, you know, and, and, and I'm fine with that. I think that that's, that's not a bad place to be because um, it allows us to kind of tackle each little part of the, the process. Um, whereas we've talked with a lot of sign makers, um, and I'm not sure if you have as well, that um, the sign has to come designed 100% ready to go, files ready, uh, otherwise they won't touch it. Um, and that model works for some people. Sometimes I understand why that model works for people because you know, the design process can drag on and on and on. Um, but at the end of the day, the customer, you know, we want to make sure they're, they're happy. So we'll, we'll keep that process going. So, you know, to answer your, your question, it was never really a part of the plan. We just, everything just kind of just keeps evolving into this. And I never expected to buy half the equipment that we have or have, um, you know, I remember hiring our first employee and how nerve wracking that was. Hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, now I have such a, I'm, I'm fortunate at this very moment, um, you know, we have the team that we've always wanted. Um, it's been a struggle getting to that point. You know, we've had some people come through our shop that have wasted our time and our money. Um, and it can make the process uh, extremely draining and uh, unfulfilling. <laughs> uh, but when you, when you get people in that are just as passionate about building things, painting things, making things come to life, you know, it, it makes uh, for a, a, a great day and a great, uh, you know, it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like, um, you know, you're doing something you love. And uh, um, so, yeah. So to answer your question, yeah. uh, no, it was never part yeah, of I think, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like, you know, especially with how you directed that, you know, that answers, what struck me is that, you know, you're not trying to convince old minds, you know, you, you, your father, you kind of rad radically built up this, this level of honesty with, with what's going on and uh, you know, kind of being an outsider, I think really helped you kind of collect uh, kind of different ideas that could be wrong, but I'm just speaking from what I'm hearing. I think creating those boundaries, um, you know, kind of knowing what lines you want to cross when, you know, and then just, um, you know, putting the love of sign making before the money, like that's what it sounds like to me. And, and that's kind of what I think about when any neon goes out is, you know, is this going to really help somebody, you know, am I just sort of leveraging what I think, what could happen in the business, you know, getting the results quicker. That's never really paid off for any projects that I can think of. So yeah, I mean, what that means is just, you know, is this fun, you know, and then of course it has to be an upside to the business, but you know, during those yeah. tough times, I think, you know, you really start to realize that, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, different decisions and all these other people that are involved, you know, you wouldn't be where you are. So I think it does affect you kind of in different ways, but um, you know, the, there's a lot of, um, you know, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of nuance in all of that, you know, long periods of time between, you know, kind of just growing it as quickly and then kind of slowly maintaining it is really important. I think it's been a huge factor in uh, the success, I think, of the sign making that you guys are doing is that just maintaining that relationship and remembering what's, you know, what you know, the family has built. I think that's really an awesome story. And I, I think you, you know, obviously have, uh, are just in the, a great, yeah, a great era of sign making. I'm really happy for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, thank you. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where everyone always, I mean, I'm, I'll be 40 years old next year. Um, so I still obviously have a lot of years ahead of me and, and, you know, in 
my career, whether it's this five years from now, I mean, we just don't know which way no one, you know, I mean, you never know what kind of offer is going to come down the, the pipeline. I mean, this could be, uh, um, you know, leading to something much bigger, but I, I, what starts to kind of is as a, as a father, what starts to strike me is I have a five-year-old and, um, he is extremely, um, uh, I guess the way, best way to put it is he's a lot like my dad, right? Mm-hmm. My dad plays hockey and he can, he can shoot lefty or righty. Mm-hmm. Um, my son is the same way. Uh, they both have the same passion for art. Uh, at dinner tonight, um, he wanted to learn cursive so he could write his name, Johnny. And uh, my wife showed him how to do it because I actually have terrible handwriting. Um, so my wife showed him and he picked it up and did it like that. It was, it was unreal. So it's those little moments that start to kind of go in my mind. I'm going, okay, am I building something much bigger here that could last beyond myself and my dad? Right. Um, is, is this more long-term than I was planning on it? Cause you know, the other, the other thing about the sign industries, it can be extremely stressful. Um, and, uh, you know, you just, you got to think about that and how you have a, a, a balance, uh, a live, live work balance. Cause, uh, there's nothing worse than again, getting that phone call at seven o'clock at night about some neon being out or, you know, learning some last minute information about a project. And you know that you're going to have to work the weekend and, and that's a lot of jobs or, or business owners go through that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, um, yeah, there's a lot of passion there. There's a lot of strategy. Uh, you know, we, we, we love what we do. Um, it is a business and I have to keep telling myself that every single day that, uh, you know, there's sometimes where I'm like, well, maybe we can donate this sign to this charity. Um, and I, and I think at the end of the day, I, if I do that with everyone, we're not going to ever make any money. So maybe I'll give them a significant discount. You know, um, I would say maybe the most frustrating part about our job is that when we put together something that we just think we're, it's going to, you know, blow the customer away and they're going to go, I, you know, I can't live without that design or that sign. Um, and then they're, they don't like it. And, you know, we see it as sign makers and designers, we see it differently, right? You're, you're saying yeah. in your mind, well, this is going to help your business tremendously. I just don't think you know it yet. Um, but sometimes, you know, some people have another vision for their business in their mind and, that design might not fit it and that's okay. But I would say that that's probably the more frustrating thing. Um, you know, that uh, you try to bring a lot of value to the table and sometimes the customer doesn't realize it. Okay. I guess so too. Yeah. It's like the, um, we talked about, this is like, you know, there's two categories of people, people who love sign making and people that just don't understand. That's how I feel. <laughs> and I, that's my, the way I view it. I think belief and everyone kind of obviously, you know, enjoying everything you do. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a certain level of, again, it's like you, you do what you think is right and then you put that work in front of people and then you move on. It's really the only way to, to do it. You know, I think dwelling is, is a tough place for artists. I think the biggest mistake most artists do is that they hold on to the past. You know, you've already done something, yeah, yeah. you know, yep. you've already created that struggle for yourself. Now there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, what are you going to do from there? And so I really you know, I kind of do a hard pass on a lot of that stuff, but I think adjusting that strategy is really helpful. So I'll, I recall all the mistakes that people can make, but, um, but yeah, just don't be hard on yourself. That's all. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something I've learned over the last uh, 20 years. You know, I, I used to have a, uh, you know, a pretty soft, thin skin that uh, I would let things get to me a little bit too much. And, uh, as, you know, I, I'm like I said, I can't even write my name in cursive well, so that's why I didn't show my son how to do it. But I, in my mind, everything I can see, I can visualize things, right? I can actually see what the design might look like or it should look like. And then trying to help, you know, put it down on paper with my design team or my dad. Um, but I, 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 one of the, 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 I think most valuable things I learned as a business owner was if you, if you're sensitive, which I can be sometimes in this business, um, if you want to kind of move past that, uh, open your, your business in a big city. Um, or in a town that there's no competition <laughs> because there's nothing worse than when you lose um, a client or a job to a competitor in a very small town, right? Yeah. It's like, what did I, what did I do wrong that made this person go to my competitor? Uh, but being in Chicago, there's, I mean, it might be a hundred sign companies in Chicago alone, right? Um, you can move on from it pretty quickly. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I would, I told my dad, I would never in a million years, uh, move our company to a small town again, just cause it, it's just too personal. Um, or if we move to a small town, hopefully we're just doing things all over the country and you know, there's yeah. no emotional attachment to that area. Well, I like, I like where you're at. I think, you know, your general thought process is good. I mean, it works for you guys. And I think that's what's most important is, is do what works for you. Uh, you know, especially with, I think this all the workshops too, that, that Jess is doing, he's got a little bit of time, obviously time on the side too, but I think that's, that's such a cool thing. You know, how did that come about? It was like these things that you guys do, you know, people can take. You know, Taking like, the workshops. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we had a lot of people and I think sign painters in general across the world. Um, and I, and I've, I've seen, I think I've seen some neon. Do you guys do workshops too? Or. Oh, there's different workshops. I haven't, I haven't done any personally. But um, okay. but I think you know there there are a number of them on the East Coast and, and friends with yeah. people that have been on the show have have conducted these and I think they're just fantastic. I just had seen so many in sign making just because I haven't probably been looking for them. But yeah, I mean it's great. Yeah, yeah, and, and I I think there's a market there uh, for a lot of, a lot of those things in sign making where people want to learn whether it's to advance their career or get a better understanding of it. Um, uh, so we, we had a lot of requests over the last seven years for people to, um, you know, want to learn uh, how to sign paint. And the, the challenging part is there's a lot of people that want to do it as a career and they want to learn the tricks and the trades so they can, you know, go out and do it on their own, which is, which is fine, but it's not something that can be learned in a weekend. You know, I mean, if we go back to the beginning of this interview, m my dad did this for three years and, um, I actually don't know how many hours a week he committed to it because I know he was working as well to, you know, obviously support himself. Um, but even if he was putting 20 hours a week in over three years, that's, that's only 80 hours a month. That's a, that's a lot of time. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I, I think that there's this kind of, uh, again, in this, this era, there's a lot of, uh, we want to learn it quick as fast as possible and then try to make money. Um, and uh, so I, I, you know, the, the workshops are fun. We want to do more of them and we're actually planning more focused workshops, um, especially around things like pinstriping. Um, 
which is something my dad likes to do just, and it's a really cool thing to watch him do just because it's something that comes so naturally to him. And there's not a lot of planning before you just kind of, you know, lay it out and just do it. Um, but, um, you know, we, we want to show people how they can do these things or get a better understanding and appreciation for it. So, um, you know, we've had corporations come to us that want to do sign painting workshops, like their design team, so they can get inspired for their own, um, you know, for their own work at their company. And I, I, there hasn't been a person yet that hasn't walked away and said, wow, that was a lot harder than I thought it was. Um, <laughs> even, even the person that is extremely artistically talented, um, there is, um, there just is, uh, you know, a lot that goes into it. And it's also experience. Um, I, I, I can't tell you how many times that I wanted to send my dad on a project um, because I know that he can get it done, you know, most likely faster um, than some of our uh, other team members. And that's not to say that they're not good at what they do. It's just his experience over 50 years. Yeah. I mean, he can just get things done in one third of the time. Um, but, but sometimes that has to happen because of scheduling and time constraints and, you know, client expectations. So, um, so yeah, the workshops um, are just hopefully another thing that introduces people to our company, gets them the kind of the inside track of what's going on in the right way. And uh, we're looking forward to doing some more, hopefully original and uh, finely tuned workshops, you know, in the coming year. It's exciting. I love the, uh, yeah, I like the direction. I like the pinstripe. I think it's all uh, a great segue into obviously the day-to-day operations that you guys have going on. Uh, yeah, yeah really, really wanted to say thanks for coming on the show, Alex. And uh, in general, you, you know, you're having Instagram. Uh, you guys are pretty prevalent online. People want to go check out your your uh, the work going on. You can go pretty much visit yeah. you know, any of the major platforms. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Um, obviously, our website and uh, Instagram is probably our more uh, um, you know popular um, social media stream, but. Uh, we have a lot of videos on Vimeo.com slash right way signs. So yeah, you'll definitely see some of the more high quality ones done by the company we're working with now. And then some of the uh, amateur stuff that we did in the very beginning, but there's a, uh, there's a good uh, a chunk of videos out, out there for uh, people to watch. Oh, fantastic. Thanks for being on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Thank you. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening.